But I know I did perform at this badass bitch birthday party recently. She was crazy, stupid thick. Mac in here. It's hard to swallow, do you have cups? Use the rope to hang myself to tie money bag up. Tell them get their iron right before Iron Man come. Welcome to this episode of Four Ears, where it's just two thick boys talking about music <laughs> for thick bitches. Two thick boys. That's right. Uh, Arm and Hammer, Chase Long. Did you? Is it true that you performed? At the Country Music Awards with Willie Nelson. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I did just perform at a birthday party. So, (laughs) quite. (laughs) I wish I had a lighter. I wish I had a lighter just like. Yeah. Nah, man. I was uh, was thinking that your whole lighter, your your parallel could be the cracking open of a Zevia. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That's a good idea. Yeah. So if it isn't completely obvious by now, which it might not be, but we're here to talk about Lil Wayne, Dwayne Carter's The Carter Five. It finally came out. And the F is for finally. Because now you know the history of this thing way better than I do. But apparently Carter Four came out, what, like 10 years ago? And then it was like, I am not a human being part two or whatever the fuck. And then Lil Wayne basically died <laughs> and came back to life. Uh, essentially, yeah. Uh, like, honestly, Car- Carter Four would have been my, like, sophomore year of college. So maybe 2011, 2012 is when that when that came out. And uh, the Carter Four is, uh, is unique because it had to follow up maybe the most uh, built-up, album and successfully executed release and uh just overall executed rap album of the era the carter three yeah the carter three might have been one of the best albums one of the best rap albums ever it's essentially like um evil knievel like jumping over 36 buses <laughs> and then like lambo field successfully nailing it and then people are just like yo you gotta keep going because you told us there was gonna be five of these um wait he said there's gonna be five of them i, uh, I don't know, know if he originally set out to be like that but i know that the carter three was never sentenced to be the last one interesting uh whereas the carter five was supposed to be supposed to be and i don't know if that's still the case his last album ever hmm. granted he said that back in would have been 20 2013 2014 it was shortly after the carter four came out he said you know we're gonna do one more in the carter series and then i'm done with music wow but Lil Wayne's also said all types of crazy shit. I mean, he's done he's done a rock album where he said that he was done with rapping and that was going to be his thing. He was just going to play guitar. But he can't play the guitar, <laughs> in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Yo, I still I still jam that album. Rebirth? Uh, yeah, so Carter IV had to, had to follow up Carter III, and it was just kind of almost destined to, to fail. In the same way that, that Views and Scorpion have been destined to fail because it's like this is the biggest artist of the time and he's only putting out big hits 
I need this thing to be the second coming of Christ. And of right. course you can't deliver at that level over and over and over. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't think of very many artists who've been able to like, not, it's not even about, cause you know, what they say is you have your entire life to write your first album mm-hmm. and then the sophomore album tends to fall apart. And then the trap that a lot of big acts fall into is if they were successful with their first album and their second album was like, you know, sort of the leftover songs that they didn't make onto the first album plus extras. Every album after that is like the road album. It's all albums that they like wrote while on tour and it's about being on tour or like, you know, mostly about being on tour. And then your entire career falls apart and then you just start touring based off of the first album that you made. And it's like very difficult to follow up any album much less in the middle of his career, you know, the, the first time I really ever listened to Lil Wayne was The Drought 3. Sorry, The Drought 3. The Drought. It's not There's The no Drought. TH. The Drought 3, um, which is, it introduced me to the concept of mixtapes, mm-hmm. and I fucking loved it. It was fantastic. I also love the fact that he just kind of took a bunch of existing beats and was like, I'm bored. Check it out. I can rap better <laughs> than these motherfuckers could on their own songs. Yeah. And I was blown away by it. And then uh, and then the Carter 3 was incredible. And you can't... F- it's like you, you're, in the, you're in the prime of your career. You're doing that many drugs. You're drinking so much lean. Yeah. There's, there's no way you keep that quality of output high. It's, it's, uh, it would be insanely difficult and super duper... I mean, what he did already is super impressive. But yeah. if he would have... If Carter 4 would have been... The same level as Carter 3. And it's not even bad. No, it's not. It's not it's, a bad album. Yeah. It, it's not like we're saying that this is the the Carter's album. Oh, my God. It's got <laughs> no, at least the, two the, songs that I like. So Something that was super cool about the Carter 4 and I think uh, is definitely good about or stands out about Lil Wayne's career is that unlike unlike some of his contemporaries, uh, he he hits this plateau point, but he never settles into the gro- into the certain groove or sound. Lil Wayne on all of the albums since Carter 3 has tried something different. And I think what stands out on Carter 4 is something different was the song How to Love and that was his most most played radio hit probably from that album. And it was yeah, just, I hate that song. I, I hate it too. It's like it's like such a fucked up earworm song. It just like gets in your head and you never let it go and then you just brought it right back. I haven't heard it in years and you just brought I it right it, back I, in my fucking head. See, I hate it for different reasons. I hate it because I just think it's very inauthentic and corny. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, listen, that, that I don't give a shit about. Most of this music is. He True. has an entire song on the Carter 5 about being a pimp and how he's like his hoes are going to be like getting your information and he's going to keep you busy while he like sneaks that, into the that's entirely possible it could be true <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no yeah, uh, but also how <laughs> yeah so so he's always he's i think he's an artist that's always trying to like not just make a dollar but he's also like trying to challenge himself which is why there's the rock album why there's how to love why there's been the the skateboarding thing like he's just always trying to figure out what what's what's next for him and where he wants to go. He's just kind of pursuing his passions. Yeah. I do. I do like the thing about, um, the thing about Lil Wayne that's really interesting to me is the, the raw, just like the fucking talent and drive to, to embrace that talent. A lot of, a lot of rappers are like, I'm the best rapper alive, but like Lil Wayne could very well fucking be the best rapper alive. Like legit has a shot at that title. Like maybe not if you look at 
I don't know, like Drake is the greatest pop rapper of all time. He can write mm-hmm. a hook unlike anybody else in the world, right? Or yeah. like Kanye, his like body of work. It's like you can have an argument for it, but I'm talking about like if you're put like raw to, skill, raw skill, just like the man is able to spit words out of his mouth just off the top of his head. Yeah. That turn into rap gold. I, and let's see, I, I forget where, where, who I heard say it. Um, but they were talking about what, what makes Lil Wayne unique. And one of the things that they brought up was his ability for his voice to cut on an album where, where no matter what the beat is, no matter what the song is, his voice will stand out and pop mm-hmm. because he just has like this, this, it's like an innate talent for it. Um, and that was something that I feel like, and, and we'll call him the dark years, uh, the time between Carter four or, uh, I'm not a human being too until now until Carter five, where there's this big body of work, seven years plus six years plus of time between him putting out an actual good album. We'll call those the dark years. And I feel like during that time that every, every track, every feature I heard little Wayne on for the most part, it was forgettable. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Lil Wayne was on this song. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't know. I think, I think I, I kind of listened to Lil Wayne a lot off of the drought three because, okay. So the first time I ever heard him, I hated it because the first time I ever heard him was lollipop. Ah, and I was like, this is terrible. Like this guy is terrible. I can't believe this is a thing. It was incredible. And it blew up the world. Yeah. And it changed it like bring brought auto tune into rapping and it's just like it turned into this whole fucking crazy thing. I was like, I can't believe this. This sucks. And then I, I started listening to it a lot. So I started liking it secretly and I hated myself even more for liking it secretly. But my point is I only really listened to the Drought Three and I listened to a few cuts off of Carter Three, Carter Four. And I didn't, I'd never felt the need to dive into anything else this guy did. I was like, if it's good, it'll eventually come across. <laughs> like, if it's good, I'll eventually hear it. But I know, like, the 10 songs from him that I like to listen to. And I'm going to listen to those things over and over again. And so I missed out on that whole dark period of his music. Like, occasionally one of those songs would play on the radio and it'd be like, this blows. Thank God I don't listen to this shit. And then we go back to listening to, you know, like fucking She Will or I don't know, whatever, like w- any other John, songs, yeah. right? Millie, Millie, a Millie, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so it's, it's like, like I, I don't know the Pledge of Allegiance, but I do know every word to a Millie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The world would be a much more interesting place if um, every morning instead of the Pledge of Allegiance, kids would s- sat- recite a Millie. I, I think in New Orleans they actually do that. I don't. I don't know where you were when you first heard. You brought up Lollipop, and that that brought this memory back to me. I don't know where you were the first time you heard the remix with Kanye, but I know where I was, and I was on Kanye's website, his blog at the time called Kanye Universe City, <laughs> where he would post like his like think his rants now, just in text just form he had with a, pictures. He had a website to do it for. And he'd be like, "Fuck, I'm really into Russian tables," and then he'd have a like 600 word blog about it with pictures to accompany it. It was great. It was a magical time on the internet. But <laughs> during when Lollipop came out, Kanye was on tour for uh, for uh, graduation. So it was the Glow in the Dark tour. And he was backstage with Jonah Hill and Rihanna. Of course. 
and I believe it was him and Jonah Hill were playing Connect Four. <laughs> and he's just like, they move from that scene and they go into this room and Kanye's like, yeah, yeah, hear this. And he played his, his verse and his remix portion of Lollipop. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. It's my two favorite rappers. And they just, they just crushing them. Oh my, what? <laughs> How do I get this song? And it was impossible to find for like a solid 48 hours. Huh. And I remember when I finally got like the CDQ quality of it and was able to listen to it anytime I want. I like, if you could wear out MP3s, I would have wore that. I don't MP3 think I've ever out. heard that. The remix? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard Jesus it. Jesus Christ, There you go. We that's, should play it. That's where we're at. I don't know. Where, where do I find it? I don't even uh, know. It should be on Spotify what, what? Under, under the Carter 3. Oh, good. It should be like the last track. Oh, man. Okay. Let me see if I can get onto Lil Wayne's Spotify real quick. He has like 6,000 albums, so it's going to be really does. tough. Carter 4, Carter 4, I'm Not a Human Being, Jesus Christ. That's not one of his albums. That's it. No? There's, oh, bonus version. This one? No. This one? No. Where are we at here? Whoa. That should have been it. Which one? The live performance? No. I, I don't Man. know where we're at here. Listen, this is why Spotify is inferior to Apple Music. Let's see if we can find it by looking Just it up directly. Remix. That's not on there. Okay. Now we're just losing it. Hold on one second. I'm actually going to look for it. Oh, that's the playlist again. What is this? God, Spotify sucks. You hear that, Apple? Comp my membership. It's really impressive that you haven't heard this song. Um... Nope, no luck. Kanye West featuring Lil Wayne Lollipop remix. This one? I mean, maybe. This is YouTube, so you can't trust anything. <laughs> it, it's probably it, though. It has, almost, it has almost 2 million views on YouTube. Now that we fucking finally found it. 60,000 of those are probably me. By the way, guys, that's very that's very uh, great pod. It's going to stay in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I said he's so sweet, make her wanna lick the rapper. Remix, baby. Lollipop, lollipop, breasts is just like Dolly Parton. She ride my spaceship till she hit the top. That hit the spot till she asks how many little, little licks do it take till she get to shop. Don't worry why my wrist got so free. Tell a girl like Doritos, that's nacho cheese. Tell her friends like Fritos, I'm trying to lay. I can't only have one and I ain't trying to wait. It's a song with Wayne, so you know it's gonna but you ain't finna just watching you mouth all the lyrics <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic you, also, also just seeing this picture of kanye wearing like an afghan and those yes. big ass sunglasses just thinking man that's what he, he that's used to go be Eric kanye that was that's crazy ah uh, man uh yeah you you cut you cut him off just in the part where he's talking about how lil wayne is the best rapper of of, of all time at that moment and he's going to jump on the song. Kanye is going to jump on the song. But Lil Wayne's not going to murder him like, like he would everybody else. That's good. Namely because Lil Wayne didn't do another verse. <laughs> 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 it's just Kanye rapping the first part. 
and then Lil Wayne does his regular verse. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, yeah, man. So like that was just ah, that was such a great time on the internet when I made that discovery. I felt like all of my all of my friends were idiots for not being able to discover and obsess about a song like that. So now that we're now that we're actually here and we finally have, you know, the Carter Five. A real yes, fucking Carter Five. Because for those who don't know, or maybe you just think Lil Wayne's this new artist that showed up, which you probably don't. You probably are aware a little bit of his past. But uh, what essentially happened is right after the Carter Four came out, he put out a couple more mixtapes. I'm not a human being. Number two, um, what what no ceilings? I think came out after that. Um, there was a whole bunch of shit. I was looking at his Wikipedia. It was like sorry for the delay, sorry for the wait, dedication, something or another. So it was like six dedications. So there was all this, all this happening, but at the same time there was some issues going on between him and his mentor and collaborator and honestly the person that you know wrote his contract for his cash father money. figure, Birdman, baby, baby, baby face whatever you want to call him, hands rubbing together, put some respect on my name, Birdman. And I don't recognize that reference, but it sounds badass. <laughs> uh, it's an interview with uh, with some folks. Does Birdman have the ice yeah. cream cone tattooed on his no, face? No, no, that's Gucci Mane. So what did... What did Birdman has a gigantic star, a star tattooed on his what top of his skull. Okay. Um, yeah, so some shit went down between them and uh, things just weren't kosher anymore. And... Basically, what had happened is Lil Wayne felt like the Carter Five was going to be his last album that he was going to make. Then he was going to step away from music. Um, and essentially, Birdman was holding Lil Wayne's record label, Young Money, hostage from him. He was like, hmm. yo, everything that comes out, I'm taking a big cut out of it. So, like, you're not going to you're not going to be able to step away from music. And you're also just like your your deal's like fucked, essentially. Um, that's pretty fucked up i mean on both ends it's pretty fucked up and who knows like the complete black and white of it i mean it's he said she said all we can get is like a little news snippets about what actually happened um but this whole this whole thing just basically took a lot of time and earlier this year i think it might have been like august september time lil wayne was given like full custody of young money if it's a kid he now owns his own record label. Now it's teenage money. He doesn't have to split it or divide any of the profits like with baby. <laughs> it's it's a matured and it gets to make its own decisions. It talks about back who it wants now. to live with now. Yeah. Um, he has his own car. As young money <laughs> drives away, Lil Wayne sheds a real tear. Where'd you go? So Lil Wayne gets control of young money, like full possession of it. And shortly after that announcement was made, he is like yo carter five's done and i'm gonna like release it for fucking real this time and he seemed like he was in way better health than i've seen him in a long time yeah he was coherent and he was happy it's all good things but i still expected this album to suck and i know you expected the same thing because we had a conversation at this table just a week ago where we both said it's probably gonna be garbage but we'll listen anyways yeah so what do you think First of all, it's long. Mm. It's like an hour and a half long. It's 90 minutes. That's a big album. That's like, it's basically a double album, but it's just one album. Bigly. And it's a lot of music. And 
most of it is really good. Mm. Like most of it is really, really good. The right. first half of the album has like maybe one song that I can I could live without. But the rest of it is fucking really, really good. Yeah. And uh it really it it touches on something that I know that you and I both have in common, which is we're both mama's boys. Hell yeah. So there's there's a big mama's boy uh <laughs> vibe. Yep. Going on throughout the entire album. She's yeah. on the cover. That's her on the cover. I, I picked that up. <laughs> I picked that up. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess I, I really like, I, I really, I liked it. I thought it was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I've listened to it like almost two times now. Nice. And, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that even the second time I was like, yeah, this fucking jams. This is great. As you would say, this claps. This no? slaps. Slaps. That's what it is. This doesn't clap. It doesn't clap. I no. don't know what claps means, but I might start using it. This claps. <laughs> Damn, this clap. Gosh darn, this claps. Yeah. This shit, this shit claps in the whip. It's good. It's uh, it's really good. In fact, I, I realized uh, two things. One is uh, there was a moment in which I was listening to it, not paying attention to the, any of the track names or uh, like who's on it or whatever. And I was like, that sounds like Travis Scott. And then it was Travis Scott. And I was like, fuck, Chase is getting to me. I can now recognize <laughs> Travis Scott's voice. So, uh, In fairness, that dude's voice and sound is so... It's very unique. Yeah, yeah. It's very unique. And then the second thing uh, I realized is Kendrick Lamar is the greatest rapper who's ever lived and no one will ever, ever be able to dethrone him. <laughs> that's, the, that's the second thing that I realized listening to the <laughs> Carter <laughs> <laughs> That That I don't, I don't think... I don't know if we've ever discussed on on four years how much of a kendrick stan you are a stan is that what? yeah what does that mean oh like <laughs> <laughs> dear kendrick i wrote you four times and you still ain't called yeah that's 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 that is awkwardly true i fucking cannot get enough well listen we're both from la we basically both grew up in compton yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> the hard streets of glendale we both we have a lot in common we have a lot in common. We're both, uh, you know, mega geniuses in our field, uh, artists to a different degree. Yeah. And, um, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, saying Kendrick is uh, the goat, hands down, undethronable is, I think that's a fair take. I don't think anybody does it like him. But what song on this album highlighted that for you? <laughs> Fucking Mona Lisa. Would there would there happen to be a a verse from Kendrick that's been frozen in time, just sitting there, of him being in a cuckold situation with Lil Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> rapping in a very accented nerd voice that's an instantly recognizable from "To Pimp a Butterfly" era Kendrick. Is that what that is? Oh yeah, that that is that is like, it's like Kendrick Lamar was like, all right, and uh, if when shit hits the fan, are you still a fan? And now I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this cut for Little Wayne. Like he finished the <laughs> Pimp a Butterfly, turned into another mic, recorded this. <laughs> it's uh it's Kendrick Lamar living breathing what is that, twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen? It feels like uh it feels like Kendrick at his best. Yeah. Um and that's on the track Mona Lisa. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just what I we I know we're not going in order here or anything. I just feel like the need to to point out just how ridiculously Mona good Lisa. how ridiculously good Kendrick Lamar is on this album, on this one cut. So check it out, guys. Here it goes. Be 
opinion, we have your attention. And now you looking on a bad one, oh nigga. Now she looking for her panty, oh nigga. We just looking for the casserole, nigga. But she gonna show us where you stash it, though, nigga. Oh, no. Every day she wake up with a different color makeup and I promise he go take her to the movie and the mall. Chilling with the liquor on the floor, fourth quarter for a minute on the clock, black mama with the bow. Paparazzi looking at them both, popping up and take a picture, uh, probably on the internet blog. In a minute he go be admitting that he love her on his mother, man, he wanna meet her mother by the mall. Oh no, Lisa, pussy good enough, he got him sending in the walls and he digging in it like he living in it, making no religion with him and a nigga about to go against God. Portrait in a bad tree, sweet tone like a hummingbird when she asked him, did he want to make love in a yellow taxi? Never gave two fuck, jumped in the backseat, woke up in the morning to the great gas beat, then he talked. <laughs> I was not laughing. You're right. You're totally right. Chase looked at me. Chase looked at me and mouthed, come on, <laughs> pointing, pointing at the laptop, playing the song. You're 100% right. It's, it's, it's like Good Kid, Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly, Eric, Kendrick, sound, flow, accents. They even changed the beat just for him yeah. because like this is a Kendrick moment. It's beautiful. It's super sick. It, it is fucking beautiful. But for me... The, the track is made with, with Lil Wayne at, at the, the very beginning. end. God, oh. <laughs> no, his flow is just and so... Yeah, like, it's really good. Oh, man. That's one of the best songs on the album, I think. Uh, there's, a couple, there's a couple songs that I think um, are just redonkulously good. Uh, songs that are going to continue being played for a long, long fucking time. And Mona Lisa is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, honestly, the first like five or six tracks of, of the album... Starts off really strong. What we need to do real quick. So Mona Lisa, like that's that that is the that is the candy at the checkout line that gets you to pick up the album and and put it in your cart. But because that's Kendrick on the feature. But something that was super sick that I picked up on and and I'm pretty and I'm pretty sure I might have mentioned it last week whenever we were whenever we were sitting at the table talking, I was like, Yeah, it's there's no way it's frozen in time and he's going to be talking about Barack Obama and how everything's great type of shit. And what do we get on at the end of dedicate? So That's right. start, go to the end of dedicate and let that flow into the next track because that is maybe the best album transition of all time. If it wasn't for Wayne, it wouldn't be. They might think they've got a pretty good jump shot or a pretty good flow. But our kids can't all aspire to be LeBron or Lil Wayne. Y'all know his name? Hey, yo, Mac, Ladies and gentlemen. What the fuck though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Get the fuck though. I don't bluff, That Swizz Beats beat is fucking great. Unreal. <laughs> God damn! It's just talk, like talk, talk, man. <laughs> it's just like for one one short forty second period in time on this album, it's like Trump didn't happen. <laughs> I like <laughs> so good. I just so graduated good. high school. 
I don't have to pay any bills. Oh man, and the future is bright. Wayne, the president is black. Well, he's same color as me. It's dope. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> it's even better. Uh, That's fucking great. Yeah, man. That first of all, that Barack Obama like quote snippet. I've never ever heard that before in my life. But it's like, that might be the meanest thing you can say. Is like, well, not all of our kids can be LeBron James and Lil Wayne. That's great. Such a big spectrum there. And the first time I heard that, I laughed. Uh, I literally laughed out loud, and I was on an airplane. <laughs> I was listening to it. I must have looked like a fucking crazy person just laughing. I mean, most yeah. people. That's great. That's a good moment. Um, yeah, so Uproar, dude. Uh, God, that song's great. And I and I feel like even the, even the hook and the opening lyrics are like so, so on point for what Lil Wayne must have been the spot that he must have been uh, mentally right after the Carter four, like where did love go? <laughs> what the fuck though? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cause if anybody put out an album, the quality of Carter four, like right now, like that is not known not, uh, other than Drake, other than Lil Wayne, other than Kanye, Eminem. If anybody else would put out an album like that right now, people would be like, Holy shit. That's like, incredible album that's like a masterpiece almost like very strong freshman album Lil Wayne puts it out and everybody's just like wow what the fuck man where's a millie and he's like I give you six foot seven foot why are you upset oh I don't want this <laughs> I wanted uh, a millie not six and seven so I feel like there's that and then there's also the issues with the record label and um <laughs> and Birdman and maybe just like his fan base in general kind of falling out of that spotlight I just feel like uproar is just like the perfect like it's even better now because now he's even further out of that like public spotlight. Yeah, it's, it's good. He sounds healthy now. I guess I don't know the thing. I don't know what he sounds like now. I don't know what any of these yeah. songs were recorded. For, for in the me, past, like, a lot of this months. doesn't doesn't sound like it came from the last six months. Yeah, but they all feel but like. But I honestly, old. I mean, he hasn't put out. He put out the dedication six. Uh, both those tapes earlier in the year, which I strong, strongly recommend that you listen to, and I don't think he ever did nope. because it required going away from Spotify or Apple Music. Nah. Um, and all of those sounded great. It was like, holy shit, like he can still do what he does. It's just him over popular beats from now, popular songs from God now. God damn just it. Going, and I really do need to listen to that. It's <laughs> like, hey, I can, I can do all your songs way Wait, better Wait, you're telling you. me he basically released a new version of Drought 3? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing Incredible. this weekend. <laughs> that's right yeah yeah dedication six was definitely like oh i don't think he's dead <laughs> oh i think john snow's i think his eyes twitching is like that moment okay uh but then it was a cliffhanger it was abrupt you didn't know it was like ah oh, i don't know and then he comes back with carter five so yeah uh what's what's your next favorite song off here um because i could i could name a whole bunch i, I like i was saying the i feel like you know outside of the intro once you start getting into the song starting with don't cry i feel like basically all the way through uh the snoop dogg feature well all the way through hit is it's like all every track almost every track is fantastic there's one track on there i think that's about his daughter or something and i'm like eh, okay whatever but the rest of them are really really good so i honestly we can we can go wherever what do you got in mind yeah i'll i'll tell you the ones that i think uh are skippable um for sure i would i would say that that triple x tentacion feature at the beginning is skippable um unless that's unless you like being listening to sad songs but i like listening to sad songs and i don't like that song hmm. that didn't um, bother me i kind of I liked it 
Uh, let's see. Dark Side of the Moon with Nicki Minaj is meh. Uh, what About Me is definitely skippable. I don't know. That was like a reach. That was just a real reach. <laughs> I won't wait and... <laughs> It doesn't work for me. It might. It might work for you. Um, maybe give it a shot. I honestly don't. I I don't know what the names of any of these songs are. I just remember them playing. So, so what about me? We're not going to listen to it. That's fine. But it's it's just Lil Wayne trying to sing, and oh yeah, no. Ask about what about me? Like what about what about Lil Wayne? Everyone want to know who the greatest rapper alive is, but no one want to know how, how the greatest. <laughs> I like how the meme about him. Being the best rapper with a W <laughs> has resurfaced in the last That's two so weeks. Good. Uh, let's see. I would say problems is skippable. Um, and yeah, all that first lineup. Maybe those. Maybe those are only only three. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think hit is is going to be like a like a a low key grower and like big song off the album. Could be wrong, but. I think it's fire. We opened we opened this episode with hitters, but let's let's listen to another a little bit of it right here. Is it true you performed with Willie Nelson at the Country Music Awards? I don't know, but I know I did perform at this badass bitch birthday party recently. She was crazy, stupid thick. that's good yeah dude it's solid it's good it's 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 like it's a real wheezy flow yeah i was gonna say it's nothing like super flashy it's not like a we taken over type of verse but it's just that uh that flow man can we talk about the fact that ashanti is on this album yeah um if you needed only ashanti but also mac may i don't know who mac may is so all all the air stuff that you love from the drought that guy was present throughout that whole time he was a frequent collaborator with lil wayne yeah it's like when they're together they make dope shit there you go i think they made some dope shit i don't know i can't remember this ashanti song but if I like Mac Mano, maybe okay. This one's called "Start This Shit Off Right," and it's the seventeenth track on the album. <laughs> Goes something like this. This beat is like straight two thousand four right now. Start this shit off right. We got badass bitches in the house tonight. We gon' start this shit off right. We got some badass bitches in the house tonight. We gon' start this shit off right. We got some badass. Yeah, it's not. That's not the best song, but no, it, it gets better yeah. after after it kind of drops. Um, it's also kind of weird because he's saying we got badass bitches in the house tonight and one of them he may be talking about is dead ashanti isn't 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 uh she doesn't do music anymore huh no (laughs) this might be the last time anyone ever heard ashanti's music what's going on on ashanti's spotify page 
if she has a new album that just came out like a 2014, week. 2014. Okay. Which we was right. a, a wonderful Christmas with Ashanti. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so there's that. I think it's a good okay song. I don't know. It's nothing to write home about. That whole back half of the album, honestly, with with the exception of... Uh, there's there's nothing on there that's like defe- definitively good, like the first part of the album. Right. But like, well, I mean, I, you're talking about the second part of a 90 minute album. So yeah. like, fuck the first, if it's the first long 40, yeah, if the first 40 minutes, like 30 minutes of that is good music, you've gotten a really good yeah, album out of it. Yeah. Uh, I would say demon is definitely worth a listen to. Uh, we don't, we don't have to listen to it here. Um, we, did we talk about famous? We did not. Did you like the song famous? I think I did. Has uh, who's, who's the feature on that? Re- Regine Carter. Is that who it is? Yeah. Who's Reginae Carter? I have no idea. All right. Well, this is what it sounds like. Where's that line from I'm gonna be on TV mama? Why is that super familiar? I feel like it's something like a lot of rappers have used. Or yeah. is it something that Lil Wayne has used in the past? Uh I think Kanye says it in Good Life quite a bit. Oh, but yeah, I, he might go. say MTV. I'm gonna be on TV mama. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, this song made me think common sentiment. The reason why <laughs> the reason why uh I remember this song is because the melody reminds me of I need a doctor. Right? Yeah, it, it sounds like to me it sounds like anything from that uh recovery era yeah. Eminem. Like it's like they got a beat from there and they're like let's put Lil Wayne on it. Fuck yeah. it. They're like, "You know what? What if we replaced all the snares with the click of a lighter and also replaced all the synth with piano?" Like, yeah, it's a Lil Wayne song. Cool. Do it. So there you go. <laughs> You just reminded me of that I Need a Doctor song, and now I'm as equally frustrated as you were about How to Love. (laughs) (laughs) To Uh, bring me back to life. I thought Famous was really good. Um, Yeah, it's a good song. The reason I brought it up is because you get, towards the end of the song, you get a little bit of the the spazzy little Wayne where he's like yelling, almost like screaming into the mic, and I I love that all the time. Yeah. yeah, man, he just has like such an energy on the track that's uh, different from anybody else that's doing it. the The album has <clears throat> some really good, uh, really good moments of like, like sad track moments or like sad boy music. Sad boy music, Mister Music. I'm good with you. Know what I mean, like, I can, I can vibe with that. I can get down with that. That <laughs> shit claps. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> in my in my household, that shit claps. It claps. Uh, and it claps super hard. So I I really do I really do like hearing that sort of thing. Um, I don't I know mean, he yeah he has a song with maybe maybe one of the best sad boy collaborators you can have. Who's that? It's uh, Samfa. So Samfa is featured. It's S A M P H A. So 
apologies if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I mispronounce shit all the time. <laughs> if you listen to the show, you know this. Um, <clears throat> sad, sad boy. <laughs> Sampa. <laughs> sad boy Sampa. Uh, was the guy that was featured on Drake's Too Much, his Mama Boy song. Nice. Like from uh, Nothing Was the Same. Don't that's think about uh, it too much. Uh, don't think about it. It's, anyways, that's, <laughs> that's his voice. And he's featured... He's not featured because it's a sample from one of his songs from his own personal album. Uh, but it's the song Let It All Work Out. And uh, I, th- I think it's just a really strong song to end the album on. I agree. Let's listen to it. have 10 mil- middle fingers is a fucking great line it's incredible i love it i fucking love it and Looked you're right in the mirror i said don't let, the don't money, let money come, come between us, us. <laughs> that is some straight bipolar shit that's great <laughs> that's really good um yeah i the the one thing that really interests me about lil wayne is that it almost doesn't matter who's doing his production it doesn't matter what beat he's rapping on it always sounds like um it always sounds very New Orleans. Mm. Like it just something about the way he's able to like put things together. I think it's the piano that he uses a lot. It just sounds like you're walking down the, like a, you're walking down like bourbon street hmm. and you're hearing this music coming out of a fucking little tiny bar. And you like walk in and, like Lil Wayne's standing on a fucking old ass grand piano and some motherfuckers playing the beat for him. And he's like, I'm the best rapper alive. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. There's just, there's just the excess that I, I associate with New Orleans and like that weird, like jazzy, you know, New Orleans music, mm. uh, is what I, I associate with like Lil Wayne's rap. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe those things are connected in some way. Yeah. But I do feel like you know, uh, fuck, man. Like Drake talks about the six constantly, but what the fuck does Toronto sound like? You know what I mean? It's fair. Kanye talks about Chi Town constantly, but what the fuck does Chicago sound like? You know what I mean? Like, like California West Coast hip hop has a sound, right? Yeah. Tupac, Dr. Dre, like it has a fucking sound. East Coast hip hop, New York, it has a sound. And now I feel like because of Lil Wayne, obviously Atlanta has its sound, but like I think because of Lil Wayne, like New Orleans has like a rap sound that's yeah. its own thing. So. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Did I tell you I went and saw Lil Wayne live once? You haven't told me this, but I too have. I feel like our experiences were very fucking different, Chase. Yeah. So uh, I want to tell you the story. Smoky. I want to tell you the story of 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 me and my buddy Chris going to watch Little Diddy. 
Harmon Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go watch uh uh Lil Wayne at Staples Center. So man when I said that Kendrick Lamar and I grew up in similar circumstances, I lied. Okay. That was a fib. That was a fib to get me a little more street cred. Because while, yes, we both grew up in Los Angeles, I, my upbringing was not in Compton, nor uh, was I particularly struggling with things. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> I grew up in a sheltered life. All right. And I'm not afraid to admit it. Now that I have to for this story. Anyway, I got story. I got free tickets. I got free tickets to go see Lil Wayne. Oh, there's your first indication. Free tickets. free tickets to go see Lil Wayne. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go see Lil Wayne. That'd be awesome. So my buddy Chris and I, we gear up and Chris was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll go see Lil Wayne with you because I like the song Amelie. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the level of fan we are. And I'll tell you right now. It was the first time I'd ever been to a rap concert. Oh, boy. Yeah. And it's it was in a fucking stadium. Like, it wasn't... I, I always felt like rap shows should be in, like, smaller venues. But when you have, like, I don't know, 60,000 people or 30,000, however many fucking thousands of people there. I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> anyway, so we get, we get to Staples Center. We're running a little late. I'm like, fuck. Like, we're going to miss some of his songs because i'm thinking it's like a fucking it i'm thinking it's gonna be like a rock concert fucking opener there's a break band comes out they play songs Mm -hmm. and then you know they pretend to leave you call them back on stage with like clapping and shit they they play their biggest songs and then they actually leave right that's how i expected this to go as we're walking through security um we're in downtown la not the nicest part of Los Angeles. It was starting to come up um, and get nicer, but it's not the nicest part of Los Angeles. We're surrounded by a questionable crowd, a crowd, which are very, (laughs) you know, like it's not the crowd I grew up with. And it's a crowd that I was on edge around. Right. (laughs) And as we're walking in through security, we hear gunshots like really fucking loud gunshots and no one around us is flinching except for us. Like Chris and I are both like fucking ducking, (laughs) flinching, like looking at each other, like what the fuck are we going to do? Like what just happened? Like, did we just experience a shooting? And it was a button on the DJ's stand that he was pushing. (laughs) (laughs) That he was pushing and he was like, let's get this fucking party started. I was like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. Uh-huh. So needless to say, I was confronted with my own deep-seated fucking weirdness in that moment. Um, and then I was very confused the entire show. How so? Uh, you've been to a Lil Wayne concert. Maybe the one that I went to was different, but my experience of it was basically, it was incredible because he literally stood on the stage in the middle of the fucking Staples Center and the song would change every verse and he would go right into the net. He'd be like, oh shit, 
oh shit like he didn't know it was gonna happen and then he would just start with the next song that he was and i was like when does he stop when does the song end i want to listen to the, i want to hear this one song and he i don't think he even ever really performed any of the songs that i was familiar with it was just like an hour and a half of lil wayne's like dj dude like playing a different beat every verse and him just rapping constantly over the entire thing i was like what the fuck is going on right now so so this happened this happened right after carter three probably yeah it was it was like the early 2010s so it was like 2011 2012 yeah yeah man is that right that's what happens when you experience this correctly when you have a library of hits that deep you could do that so it was crazy when when i saw when i saw little wayne he did the same but i saw him whenever he did the tour this is actually a good good thing i've never never noticed um when i saw him he was doing the tour with uh drake it was oh, like fuck. they were co-headlining. It was like Drake versus Lil Wayne, and you could actually like vote on your phone who you thought won the night. Nice. Is I don't know if it was. It was probably whatever. Anyways, Lil Wayne did that very thing where he does like this gigantic like melody of all his hits, and you're like, holy shit! The other thing that Lil Wayne does differently than a lot of rappers I've seen live is like there are there's not really any stage gimmicks or presentation or like things going on on the screen. It's just. It's literally just him and he has so much energy yes i'm like how does this dude talk the next day <laughs> yes how, how does he do anything um so he's just like a hundred thousand percent the entire show but he did that same melody and you're like damn a millie damn six foot seven foot holy shit he went back and did lala oh my gosh is he doing is he doing i'm me what the fuck and he does like his whole his whole catalog brings in some songs that you even forgot about and you're like damn Lil Wayne I understand now what's funny is like Drake was performing that same night this was right after uh, nothing was the same so he had like uh just hold on we're going home he had all of take care he had some of thank me later um but it was off it was actually a pretty subdued show and like I think they figured out that their tour dynamics don't work well together because drake's very much like i'm gonna sing you to sleep girl everybody's getting laid except for me tonight um because i'm sad because i'm sad and lil wayne's like i'm gonna fucking eat everybody's pussy i'm eating your pussy i'm eating your pussy you're gonna eat my pussy we're gonna eat all the pussies in this bitch that's 100 percent true right <laughs> so they, they figured that out but cut to would have been three years later i saw drake after after views came out and he was touring with future and Drake does the fucking does the fucking melody where it's oh, like yeah? hit after hit and his energy is completely different and he has the pyrotechnics. So you're just like, oh shit, he figured it out. He's That's assimilated. Good. The Borg's <laughs> getting smarter. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, when you're when your big hit is just hold on, go on. Yeah. It's really hard to be like, I'm bringing the I'm bringing the thunder tonight everybody. Hit it. Just hold on, we're going home. Dude, you know what he did? He had <laughs> He had a stage. Just so now. He had a cart. He had a cart that was hooked up by cables, and it took him out over top the audience. He's like, and he was hanging. He was hanging from a pole, serenading people. Uh, it was absurd. Yeah, I guess uh, in the in the uh, hierarchy of like shows that I've seen, there's definitely a big hole where rap acts should be. Like, there's. I, I think I have a couple things that I've been like adding and taking away off my. Uh, you know, like like bucket list of concerts, and Run the Jewels is like right now at the very fucking top mm-hmm. because I feel like I would explode if I saw Run the Jewels. <laughs> <laughs> like if I bought Run the Jewels tickets, I would do literally nothing. 
for the weeks leading up to it, but memorizing every goddamn word that comes out of their fucking mouths. And I would rap the entire show along with them, and and then I would die. I would just explode. It there's like, and so there's a few shows that I feel like I missed out on. Like like Katie saw the original. Uh, Katie saw the throne. Yeah, it's fucking dope. when they came to L.A. I didn't get to see and him. fucking blew the world up. And I was like, at first, at back when we were, we were dating, and I was like, oh, she's gonna go with her friends to go see like Kanye West and Jay Z. Like, I don't care about that. And now I'm like, why the fuck didn't I go watch The Throne? Because you're fucking idiot. Because I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> I'm a fucking moron. And then I missed out a chance to go see Rihanna. Katie and I went, uh, bought tickets to go see Rihanna. And then I realized I had a work trip that weekend, so I couldn't go. And I Whack. wanted to see Rihanna. But I also missed out on like a lot of the Kanye tours. I missed out on like you know a, a lot of these like big acts. I feel like were really big moments. Yeah. I saw Lil Wayne. I got scared of fake gunshot sounds. So I have that going for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I hope nobody hearing this thinks less of me because of that story. But I fuck, can't dude, imagine I how, how their opinion would be anything but the greatest for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. man. So that's it. That's card of five. It's uh, worth listening to. Honestly, I, I'm really surprised by it. And I'm eager to see how how it's remembered and you know, five years from now, two years from now, um, I think it'll go down as being right, right underneath the Carter three, honestly. And I, I don't know. I mean, listen, it's long. It's, there's 23 tracks. It's, it's an hour and a half long. So it's a little bit of an investment. It's a bit of an investment. Uh, at the very least we gave you maybe like six or seven songs to start with. I think you could, you could probably listen to the whole first half of the album and get a feel for what's going on. Um, and I, and I'll say none, none of it. There's, there's three songs tops that feel like a legit effort to have to listen through the yeah. rest of it's very easy uh easily digestible yeah um so yeah for sure it's it's definitely worth listening to and it's available everywhere um yeah let's 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 finish this up chase what you got yeah so uh you can find me at chase 504 on instagram and twitter uh dm me message me whatever uh whatever you want us to review next or talk about next um i do believe we're going to try to do an episode on um shit uh dirty sprite 2 and that's right you were gonna do dirty sprite 2 and i was gonna do either dredge or as tall as lions i think it was as tall tall as lions uh so that episode if we ever get around to it that'd be cool uh will happen and uh otherwise maybe we'll just do an episode where we bitch about yandi oh my god i don't want to and you can find the show at four ears uh the number four and the letter E A R S podcast at on Instagram. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ, where? what just what? happened? I just I had a seizure. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, you can find that. It's pretty inactive because, uh, you know, work be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Four Ears. We appreciate it. And we're going to catch you next time. Later. Bloop.